on FM, on AM, online, on demand, and on video. We are where you are. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe is here now. Walking in the sunshine, sing a little sunshine song. Put a smile upon your face as if there's nothing wrong. I heard a whistle with food in your mouth. Think about a good time had a long time ago. Think about forgetting about your worries and your woes. Walking in the sunshine, sing a little sunshine song. Well, no sunshine today. It's going to be a uh, cloudy day. Scattered showers possible. High around 52 today. Sunny, 34 for the high tomorrow. And then uh, sunny and high around 48 on Sunday and getting warmer going into the beginning of next week. Currently, let me double check something here. 45 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. We're at 44 at the Highlands, 43 in my backyard in Elm Grove, and 43 here at the Watchdog Radio Network Studios. Better clean up a little bit oh, in there. Man. Donnie was here yesterday. You know, We're not going to be able to blame that on Donnie. Can I Can I blame Donnie for the mess I'm making here? Because I'm telling you what right now. I have Thank you, Shane. Shane Stack <laughs> brought, and this is trem- that's a great, you know, Every different place has a slightly different. This is the same sandwich, but totally different. That uh, Jerry brought yesterday from Wendy's. It's egg, sausage, croissant. This is from Sheets. From Sheets, yes. Holy mother of God, I love this. <laughs> My God, is this good? Oh Lord! And Howard is really, really having oh. a good time today. And I'm. <laughs> What's that in your head? Well, gave in the temptation. <laughs> gave in the temptation. Time for a Pepsi. I'm, I'm going to have one with you. And let's be clear, it's a tall boy. <laughs> it's not just a Pepsi. Well, it's when, a tall boy. When I decided to just get us one apiece, I got the biggest can they had. <laughs> oh, man. Lord almighty, is that good? Ah, oh, Pepsi and sausage and egg. Oh. Don't you love it when it takes your breath away? You take that big swig oh, and it's, it's like, like hey, wow, I'm ready energy. to go now. Instant energy. Oh, man, I'm just feeling good this morning. And you all have been such a help to us. We have had great text results of people calling and texting in on our restaurants uh, subject of the morning. They're talking about uh, if there, what restaurants here in the Upper Ohio Valley, if they were to go away, if they were to close up and, and, and leave town, would you really mourn? Not you would just say, oh, well, I kind of enjoyed their food. But what ones would you really and truly say, oh, man, I miss them? Or from the past, what ones have you missed uh, when they have left town? And we have had, I'm talking about 25, 30 different texts on this uh, this morning. So feel free to text in. I will... Um, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, put some, I'll, I'll pepper some of these in and out throughout the morning this morning uh, when I can. Let me see real quick. Uh, anything new here? Well, yes, a lot new here. But okay. Well, all right. So I guess I was so I was so enthralled eating my sandwich that I I I only looked at the forecast, not outside. Howard, you better look outside. Tridelphia is sunshine, but then again, you probably can't see, <laughs> says the texter to me. All right. Um, talking about old restaurants that we miss, Elby's has come up over and over and over again. Here's the Elby's was a great sponsor for the Wheeling Distance Race. Great meal served after the race. Apple Jacks, we mentioned that. I, I don't remember. I remember Apple Jacks, but I wasn't uh, 
I can't remember a big fan. Arthur Treacher's in downtown Wheeling is is one here. Again, certainly don't mourn the passing of Arthur Treacher. Yeah, but I remember it. But also. I remember it. It was um, you know they had good fish and chips and they had a some other kind. See, of- I was at Elby's. I wasn't going down to see Arthur. And you know, Howard, I don't know about you, but every once in a while, I have to catch myself giving directions. I'll say, "Well, you go down to the Elby's exit." Yeah, <laughs> I still call it the Elby's exit. Yeah, Perkins, but yeah, I do that all the time. Twelfth Street Grill uh, mentioned here. Had the best uh, fish sandwiches. Okay. Um, anyways, a few more texts coming in. Um, this is all spinning off of the fact that down in uh, uh, Canuck City, they're having a candlelight vigil for the closing of a Hooters today. Actually, the Hooters closed 10 years, well, four years ago. It's just been sitting there empty. Now they're going to put a gas station in there, and now they're having a, a candlelight vigil, the morning of the passing of Hooters. I can't see pass- morning Hooters. But I certainly I mourned the passing of Ye Old Alpha. Now the Alpha Tavern is a totally different thing, and I like the Alpha Tavern. It's just Ye Old Alpha was very different, and it it was something special, and and it's gone now. Uh, Melman's would be one that if it left, I would really miss. I mean, miss deep in my heart. Uh, Bob, you mentioned TJ's, which I think still may be the best of the ones that have been mentioned. They're still around if they were to go. You know, I guess maybe Figaretti's would fall in that category too. It would, but you got to remember, Figaretti's was closed for a while. Figaretti's has had uh, multiple locations there, two in the Grove, and then moved out there to Clater. But yeah, it was gone for a while, Howard. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mentioned earlier the Rose Cafe. That's where Nancy and I met. It's also where I. It was kind of my private. It was my private office for a long time <laughs> up there. Boyer Simcox. Uh, it was just just a great guy. He and his uh, wife Judy and his uh, daughter uh, Buffy, and we had a great time up there. Uh, but that's where I met uh, Nancy at the Rose Cafe. And again, I would never have probably crossed paths with her if we hadn't met at that particular party. <laughs> Texter says, "So it was really bad timing for Nancy to be at the Rose Cafe." <laughs> <laughs> All right. Enough of that. Mr. McCabe is with us. He only has a shorter t- shorter time than usual with us this morning, so he's on the phone. Is that him? It is Mr. McCabe. Yeah, John McCabe is here as we talk about Ohio Valley News and Review. Good morning, John. Howard, good morning. Do you have any, any – are there restaurants that if they close now and they vanish from the Ohio Valley that you would really, really miss? Um, you know, I don't – I mean, obviously the Alpha, you know, I mean, we had a lot of good times at the Alpha. Right. And, you know, but it really, you know, no. I, you know, I, I, I tend not to get too sentimental over food. Okay. I mean, it's, you know, food's food. I'm not, you know, I'm thinking back even to stuff, you know, places like as a kid that I love um, that have, that are now gone. No, I mean, not really. I, you know, I, I I tend to focus on more important things, Howard. Well, you know, but as you well know, John, uh, food is pretty up at the top of my list. Maybe not the most important, but it's it's up there. It's up there. Up there, pretty. No, you know, really, really not. I mean, you know, um, you know, that's that's fine. I just I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, Bob Bob suggested TJ's would be one that would really that, that he would really miss if it wasn't here. A couple people have said Melman's if it wasn't here. Uh, I there, I can't think. There's no better example of mourning a restaurant when it passed, when it left, than Ye Old Alpha. Now, Alpha Tavern is there. It's a totally different thing, though. Ye Old Alpha had, for me, memories of every aspect of my life, from high school to sure. college to young adulthood. 
uh, to old age. I was, you know, the alpha was a key spot for me. And John, the other thing yeah. for for TJ's, you know, you got to go back a while. I, I don't know if you were here then or not when they first opened up, but it was incredible before cable got so big. If you had a game that you wanted to watch, maybe hockey or baseball, you went down and you talked to TJ's guy. He was working the satellites, and then voila, you would have the game. So it was just so, just so far out, you know, in front of everybody else. Like Howard said. TJ had a sports bar before I think that term even was uh, developed. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you know, again, that was definitely before my time. But I know people, you know, personally who, uh, you know, are Green Bay Packer fans, and they would meet. In fact, one of them was uh, Howard, and you know, again, I wasn't didn't know him all that well. Was Mark Panapinto, yeah. um, and he would go and meet with a group of guys at TJ's every Sunday to watch. The, it was the only place they could watch the Packer game. Yep. You know, and so, no, that was, uh, you know, uh, because, again, good friends with one of those guys who was there with him. Um, so, but, yeah, that, that was definitely before my time. And, you know, and maybe maybe for me the fact that I've, you know, lived more than half, you know, my life has been cut kind of in half between two cities. Yeah. So I don't really have a much as much allegiance at, at either place and, and having those memories from, you know, an earlier time through now. Um, so, you know, okay. just, just not, not something that uh, – that, that would hit me too much. Fair enough. 917 Watchdog Morning Show. So, John, I want to get a couple of stories in here uh, before I know you have to leave a little bit earlier than usual this morning. But um, big story this morning, I guess, is the Super 6 leaving Wheeling after 30 years. I was kind of prepared for that to happen. I thought that this might be the year when a change was made. I was stunned when the decision was made to move it to Charleston, though. Yeah, you know, I, I think that's that's been the collective uh, thought process from just about everyone involved. In fact, I spoke to someone last night in Morgantown who was uh, who I've known a long time. I was involved in the you know kind of the joint uh, Morgantown WBU Huntington Marshall bid, um, and uh, he was extremely surprised that you know that Charleston basically made a pitch to do what Wheeling has been doing you know, focus on the players and the fans, and and that's where it went, you know, whereas you know, WVU and Marshall, uh, you know, we're, we're looking at it as, let's do something different. You know, Wheeling has done done this pretty well um, for 30 years, and nobody is, you know, to the point that, you know, for many years, no one, no one even bid against it. And, you know, I know there's a lot of people who said, well, you know, it was protected by Bernie Dolan and this and that, and, you know, and maybe it was, but, you know, in my mind, Wheeling didn't do anything to lose the games. Um, you know, much like you, I, I, I wasn't surprised they left. I mean, 30 years is a long time to be at one venue. Um, you know, and I think in prior years when, we, you know, when you've had uh, Bluefield get, you know, get more involved and you've had you know, folks traveling, you know, five, six hours to get to Wheeling, it's become maybe a little more uh, of a, of a arguing point of, you know, why is it all the way at, you know, one end of the state? So Charleston does centralize a little more. Um, but, you know, Charleston blew this thing up so bad back in the late 80s and early 90s that it was forced to leave. And, again, all I've seen, and again, and all I can go by are the public statements made by Amy Schuller Goodwin and uh, this you know, the CVB director Tim Brady that said, "Hey, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna give them swag bags. <laughs> you know, we're gonna, we're gonna do they do, do they even know yeah. what we did up here? I mean, how just it's, obviously not. They're I gonna, mean, they're going to, and I quote here: focus on the student athlete. Yeah, that was I the mean, whole focus for thirty years. That's what this 30 committee years. did. 
And and so, I, it to me, I look at it, it, it. It's so much a joke. It really is. This is you know, and, and had a little bit of insight of some of the personalities within the within the SSAC leadership now that really wanted it back in Charleston, and maybe we're being pushed to bring it back into Charleston. Um, and, and that's fine. You know, I'd love to get some of the behind the scenes. What what I'd love to, and we have an editorial tomorrow that I think really does. Uh, encapsulate, I think there needs to be an explanation to the organizers in Wheeling exactly what, ha- everybody knows why it left Charleston. There, it was crystal clear. Because it was, they didn't it do it right. It was a, it was poorly managed. Yeah, it was, it was, the field was garbage. There was no support from the community, no support from the city, you know, from at all. And it was just, you showed up, you played a game and you left. I mean, you know, you talk to many Wheeling Park people and I think Donnie Gilbert might have been talking about it yesterday afternoon. You know, when Park showed up for its championship game in 92, the, the field was locked, yeah. you know, two hours beforehand. So, so you know, late now, Lately Field is much better now in terms of the surface. It's still a, you know, it's a, it's a football field right next to I-64. It's not the most attractive venue. There's not good parking. Downtown Charleston is, is uh, you know, the mall is, is gone there. There's nothing left. So I'm not quite sure. You know, they're going to have a drone light show. Hey, hey, now there you go, John. A drone light show. That is it. Wait a minute. We have a festival of lights. Well, we do. And the other thing that if you notice, and I believe it was in David Price's foot, David Price is the executive director of the SSCC, who, who made a point to mention, you know, going to Charleston gives us the best chance for financial success. So what does that mean? You know, I, and, and a, Tried to get a call out to you know to, to, for an explanation. Haven't heard back yet. But you know what does that mean? The financial success today? Is Charleston pledging more money? Well, that's or, we or, or, well. You know what? Also, regardless of exactly what they mean by that, what it's that says to me is they're putting finances ahead of the student athletes, despite the fact sure. they say they want to focus. Look, the committee up here for thirty years, and in the early years, there was a commitment from the get go. We are doing everything we can with the 100% focus on making this an experience for the kids who come here. And, and then broaden it out into, you know, to parents and fans who attend as well. But the focus was, and did we get sponsors uh, in the beginning, especially a lot? Yes. And mm-hmm. was it a big financial uh, boon for the upper Ohio Valley? Yes. But still, the, the main thing and the only thing, I mean, I talked to, as you did, going back to the very first days, the, the, the committees that put this together over the years here were focused solely. The number one focus was making this a good experience for the kids, not making money, not a financial success, but rather uh, a success for the kids. Yeah. And so, again, um, we'll just have to see what, what happens. You know, I mean. I fully expect Charleston probably to have three, you know, three or four really good years, you know, because they will focus on it and it will be a high priority. But, you know, um, Charleston has a lot of other things going on. I mean, you know, you've got state basketball, you've got state baseball, um, you've got state track there. Uh, You know, I don't understand why football is going back. Again, it would have been perfectly understandable. Uh, We have a new SSAC leadership team. You know, they want to move it out or they want to, you know, they want to put their own stamp on this, you know, can't call it really Super 6 anymore, Super 8, whatever you want to call it, as they move forward. You know, they wanted to kind of put their own stamp and move away from the past 30 years. That's perfectly understandable. But, you know, if you want to do something different, 
in, you know, incorporate the universities, the two Division One football programs in this state, and their coaches and their facilities. You know, uh, do that. I mean, again, going to Charleston in a field that is extremely a stadium extremely similar to Wheeling. Uh, it just doesn't make any sense. It, 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 there's there's nothing about that decision to me that makes the slightest bit of sense, other than uh, just pure politics. Yeah, I say. Poli- I mean, I hate I hate to say it's politics, but it's pure politics. I, I, yeah. It, it, Morgan again. Morgantown would have made perfect sense. Um, I, I, I would maybe have argued it, but I I get it. Let the kids have the experience of playing in Mountaineer Field. That's that's the yeah. that's that's something for that's the kids. Cool. You know, I, I mean, get it's, that. you know, uh, yeah. But not, you know, how many kids say, boy, I can, oh, boy, I would love to play at Lately Field. Well, I mean, I just don't think that's on somebody's, um, you know, bucket list, so to speak, if you're a high school kid. Plus, I worry, I shouldn't say worry, but the reality is, as you point out, this is going to be a more complicated uh, event than it has been in the past 30 years because it's no longer the Super 6. Now it's going to be the Super 8, Elite 8. I don't know what they're going to call it, but, you know, it's, it's so it, they're going to have to do some Revising of how they handle everything. I don't know, Bob. Well, you, yeah, Bob, you haven't. Schedule's already out for that. Bob, you uh, haven't. Got, you know, two games. I'm sorry. Go uh, ahead, actually, I, Bob. You haven't offered much thought yet. This well, morning. because I'm steaming. You know, I'm 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 sitting here and I'm steaming because make no mistake about it. I am a true blue, one thousand percent West Virginian. I love my cousins all throughout the state. 54 counties throughout the state. Right, maybe not I Charleston hate, today. <laughs> I hate Kanawha County, and I hate the backdoor meetings where they screw people, and they think that they're fooling people. What they did, they patted the committee, and it was a done deal before they went behind closed doors. They had a they had an agenda to get it back to Charleston, not to make it better, not to do it better for the students. Their number one agenda was getting it back to Kanawha County, to Charleston. Bob, I mean, Bob, uh, John, do we know who was on the committee? On the on which committee? The, From the, Charleston the, or who, who? Who on the on the SSAC committee that made the decision? Who were the members? Well, of? no. So the, the board votes on it. I mean, you know, the board, the, the SSAC, SSAC board, okay, board actually votes. And I can real quick re. I mean, you know, Meredith Daler is uh, principal at Wheeling Park. Is one of the members on that board. Bob Dunlevy. Uh, from Wheeling is on that board. Uh, Jim Wilson from Moundsville is on that board. Um, so, I mean, you know, there's there's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of folks from this area on that board. Um, and hang on a minute. I can hear the board of directors. I can go through it right here. So the board of directors, so you have Meredith Daler. So they're all principals. So you've got one, two, three, four, five principals. You've got somebody from the Athletic Directors Association, Somebody from the Association of School Administrators, School Board Association, and then the State Superintendent's designee, and you know, and Bob Dunleavy from the State Board of Education. So you get one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten people. Well, they say uh, how everybody voted, John. No, no, they've never released. Also, how people voted. Correct me if I am wrong, and I may be. They vote on a recommendation that comes from a committee that did the research. They do, yes. So they they were presented with a, we recommend it go to Charleston. I'd like to know who are the people who recommended it go to Charleston. John, John, i got to take a break because I'm behind time and I want to get some other stuff with you. So 927 here on the Watchdog Morning Show. 
Hello, it's John Kozik, founder and president of TurboTrack Realty, and I buy houses as is fast for cash. Call me today for an all-cash offer on any of your properties, and we can close within days at 614-470-2000, 614-470-2000. Do you own a property that's outdated and needs thousands of dollars in repairs? Great, I'll buy it. Give us a call today for an all-cash offer at 614-470-2000, 614 614- for Would it be convenient for you if you could simply take what you wanted and leave the rest behind? Great, I'll buy it. I buy vacant properties, inherited homes, divorce situations, death in the family, apartment buildings, rental portfolios. I even buy my tenant won't pay me the rent houses. Call TurboTrack Realty today for an all-cash offer and speak with one of our friendly staff members at 614-470-2000, 614-470-2000. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at steelusa.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. He has his say. You can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Forty-five degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. Forty-four at the Highlands. Forty-three in Elm Grove. Still forty-three here, pal. Forty-three degrees. It's uh, forty-four. Forty-four degrees here at the Watchdog Radio Network studios. Uh, although I am told it is sunshine. Well, John, you're outside someplace. Is it sunny outside? Uh, it's kind of cloudy right now. Okay, it's supposed to be cloudy today. I said cloudy earlier, and I got a text saying, "Well, I don't. You don't. You can't look outside because it's sunny outside." You know these weather people. Uh, cloudy today, scattered showers possible. High of 52 tomorrow down to the mid-30s, believe it or not, but sunny. And then warming up again after that. Uh, I want to talk, John, in a minute or two here about the Stone Arch Bridge in Elm Grove being shut down, which uh, I think is going to cause just a tremendous – it has to be done. I'm not complaining about it, but I think it's going to cause a huge amount of traffic trouble. Uh, I want to talk about the uh, gas tax that the Stephen Adams has done some good – work on in the intel uh, and also um, i want your take on joe manchin's decision not to well what do you think joe manchin's going to do next so those are kind of things i want to get to with you if you can just hang in for a minute or two we'll take a quick news break here with uh, taylor long from channel 7 then john and i continuing on the friday roundtable good friday morning everyone i'm taylor long with your seven news headlines on this february the 23rd the village of yorkville has been without its own police force for almost two months now money has been tight and they're looking at offers from several nearby departments they're hoping to raise one hundred ninety three thousand dollars to cover everything no matter which department they choose they've already passed a police levy for one hundred twenty thousand but they still need to find another seventy three thousand they're planning to take it from the general fund which has been cutting back on police funding over the years. Now, just two years ago, Yorkville pulled 180000 from the general fund without a levy. Now they're exploring how to use the general fund again to secure 193000 ensuring they can accept the best offer regardless of the council's decision. 
And a man from Benwood who appeared before a Marshall County judge yesterday is facing some serious charges. Casey Smith was charged with 30 counts of sexual assault of a minor. The victim was just five to seven years old. Smith was allegedly abusing his girlfriend's daughter while she was out working. He's been in the Northern Regional Jail since his arrest last August, held on a $25,000 bond. The prosecutor, Joe Canestrero, is asking for the young victim to be able to testify through a closed circuit. The defense will have a chance to do their own evaluation. Judge Wilson approved the use of sketches for the victim's testimony. No matter where it happens, there's a hearing set for April 17th at 1.15. And in Brook County, a startup called Pure Watercraft is turning a closed-down plant into a beacon of hope. They're one of several new businesses setting up shop and creating jobs in the northern panhandle. They even opened their doors for a tour on Thursday, showing off how they build electric pontoons from scratch. They start with raw materials on one side of the building and end up with a finished product on the other. State officials say there are places like this all over the mountain state just waiting for startups to come in and bring them back to life. The company moved into the former Wheeling Pit Steel site in Beach Bottom last summer, bringing with them 100 full-time positions. That was a look at your headlines. Have a fantastic Friday and a wonderful weekend. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. The Mountain East Conference Basketball Tournament is back at West Banco Arena in Wheeling, March 1st through the 5th. The highest-scoring NCAA Division II Basketball Conference in America brings past men's national finalists West Liberty and Fairmont State and the defending women's national champions Glenville State to the floor. Visit mountaineast.org for tournament and ticket information. Streaming online at wvmetronews.com with select games on your favorite Metro News radio station. The Mountain East Basketball Tournament presented by the Health Plan at Wheeling's West Banco Arena and here on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. Great conversation continues now on the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. That's not right. 934, 26 to the hour, Watchdog Morning Show, Friday edition underway here. And uh, John McCabe, newspaper editor, and I are kicking around, as always, on Friday, some of the stories of the week in the week gone by here in the upper Ohio Valley. John, the um, announcement came this week uh, after a couple of years of talking about it that the Stone Arch Bridge, the Hump Bridge, if you will, in Elm Grove, the one that crosses from one side of Elm Grove over the creek towards Monument Place or the McDonald's area, is going to finally get the repair work that they've been talking about for a while. Uh, But it's going to shut that bridge down, and that is... A key artery getting through Elm Grove is going to create a lot of traffic trouble. Yeah, that's going to be, you know, uh, a really tricky is not the right word. I mean, folks will know how to get around. It won't be as complicated uh, except for one area, and that is an area that you go through every day, and I drive through a few times, you know, at least several times each week, and that is the, you know, I always remember the five-point intersection. There at Junior Avenue and, and uh, Bethlehem Boulevard, Route 88, uh, Idabel yeah, Avenue and uh, and East yeah. Cove Avenue all converge. No no traffic sign. Well, I guess it's a stop sign. No traffic right. lights. No traffic control. It uh, believe me, I do it every single day, at least twice a day, sometimes more. It's yeah. every man for himself right now. God knows exactly. what it'll be like when this when the, the that becomes an actual alternate route. And see, and that's what's going to be challenging is that now you've got these big heavy trucks coming down off the hill in bethlehem from that you know they've got their tipping station or their their you know their waypoint there um right up the hill 
And, you know, if you get to the point where traffic is backing up there, which it likely will, um, you know, that that could be that could be very dangerous, very quick. And uh, again, it's bad enough as it is now, let alone thinking of stop traffic or let alone even thinking of, you know, again, you've got the fire department right at that intersection as well, you know, Wheeling Fire Department Station. So it is a uh, that's going to be one of the challenges. But, you know, the work needs done, as you as you noted, um, uh, you know, it's going to just be, you know, nine to 12 months of of working through it. I mean, I you know, trying not to get too hyperbolic on this one, because, you know, when the tunnel shut down, it was the end of the end of the you know of everyone's lives. And when the interstate work was being done, it was going to be terrible. You know, people figure things out and get away. This one, just because of the configuration of some of the areas, maybe brings in a little more concern. Um, uh, but we'll just have to see how it works. Oh yes, Mister, I live outside the city limits, man. Who who doesn't have to face that traffic every single day like we <laughs> own Grove people have to do? Uh, the the so the the recommended detour is going to be to use the interstate, which I guess right. if you're a non frequent visitor, okay, that's fine. Uh, yeah. If if you're going westbound, go all the way out to uh, Washington Avenue. They recommend then turn around and come back. Uh, first place, I wonder how many folks will make that. That's a little bit longer drive, but will they? Okay, nobody. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah exactly, right. no, nobody. Um, so, but but if you're if it's a if you just need to get to the Grove for something, one thing, the interstate detour will work. But other than that, especially for those of us who live there who have to get around, um, the two places, the two alternate routes are going to be Junior Avenue, and you talked about the potential mm-hmm. problem on that side, and Lumber right. Avenue. Which is simply they it's been up not upgraded, but it's been repaved and stuff recently, but it isn't anywhere near the the kind of road that should take a lot of truck traffic and so on, but it's gonna have to take all of that truck traffic. And John, someone else that might get caught up in that is would be the school buses. I wonder if that's gonna cause a longer day or where I don't think there's any way that you could give them special treatment even. You know, I pass Bridge Street School every day and I thought about that because they actually both um, depart on both sides of the bridge, they depart on Bridge Street, which is on one side of the bridge, mm-hmm. and they depart on the Junior Avenue side. So I, I don't know, you know, that's that's going to be an issue too. I'm sure they'll work that out, and I, I don't know if there's going to be any additional traffic control of any kind. I've often thought, John, that one, you can't put a traffic light down at the bottom of 88 where Junior Avenue comes no. out. You can't no. do that. But I've often thought, and I think they did this when some work was being done a number of years ago, you could put one up at the up above on Bethlehem Boulevard uh, on 88, uh, where Junior Avenue. It's not Junior Avenue, but Incline Avenue, whatever they call it, kind of exits there at the top of the hill. Right, right. You could put a stoplight there to at least stop the traffic for a while to let to give some freedom from congestion down below. But I, I don't know what if any plans they they have for that. And we don't really have a firm start date yet, right? Sometime in March is what is kind of what we're hearing now, but no, not not a definitive start date yet. But that is, uh, it's coming soon. You know, I mean, so it, you know, it's so it all these, you know, even even things like our race are going to be impacted. You know, that the race comes out in yes. May, and so it's going to now have to again shoot up over Junior Avenue and across the bridge there and get into Elm Grove on that side. You know, uh, so it, it's not a huge imposition, and I think. We did that some years back. We had I was to trying to remember. I think you did that. I can't remember why, but yeah. I think you did. Yeah. But the bridge was either shut down or they were working on it at the time, and it just coincided with, uh, you know, with that. 
So, oh, okay, it was no big deal, and this won't be any big deal. But it, you know, it's going to be as you said. If you're in, if you're on Kruger Street and you want to go to Arby's to get lunch. You're not going to go on the interstate and loop all the way around. You're just not. It's just that simple. And, guys, I'm usually nostalgic, but would a better plan to be with the Hump Bridge is too old now? A bigger, better bridge there, maybe yeah, with a couple more lanes? It is the oldest bridge in West Virginia. It's an historic bridge. It it, it deserves to be preserved. I, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying, but – um, now, I, I don't. I think you got to preserve that bridge. It is the oldest bridge, existing bridge, usable bridge, still in West mm-hmm. Virginia. John, somewhat along that line, though, when they first talked about this, and it's been five, six years ago, uh, didn't they talk about building some sort of an alternate road or like a temporary road somewhere? I vaguely remember that. Yeah, th- there has been talk, been different options presented over the years of. Of, you know, even putting up a temporary bridge. Um, but it's, you know, I, I think like everything, uh, these things, especially now, all cost money. I mean, you know, we haven't yeah. really talked about the Etnaville Bridge, but, you know, that bridge, you know, just a few years ago was about, a, you know, a million dollars to tear down, and now it's, you know, going on up to upward of $3 million. Yeah. So everything has just picked up so much in price in, in the last couple of years because of labor and materials and everything else. So... You know, um, I'm okay with preserving the bridge, and is it going to be an imposition? Sure, uh, but it, it, you know, it, it does have you know significance. That is one of the what last you know, link or two of the you know the Shepherd family um, yep. and, and their contributions to Wheeling and and extending the national road you know directly through Wheeling instead of on an alternate route. And that, that that to me is history that's worth preserving. And you know, maybe you need to do it. You know, maybe all of us need to do a better job of of sharing that with younger generations. But um, uh, you know, it's just it it's just like anything. I mean, people will find ways around it. And people will go now. You know, I think the big question that I, that I've been thinking about since it was was announced: When is the city going to start making cash payments to the Elm Grove businesses who might lose out a little bit of, of, of customers? <laughs> well, that's because they will. I mean, I, I there's you know. Chayos, which is a fairly new business down there, and yeah. is doing pretty good business, I understand. But they already suffer from not any kind of real parking, right? Uh, right. And and now they will be they're right before the bridge, so to speak. You're gonna you're gonna go all the way out to Washington Avenue, turn around, drive all the way out on Route 40 to go to Chai. I don't know. I'm not. I'm just not sure about that. So we'll see. The other thing, um, I'm sure the Department of Highways knows this, but I know it because we traverse it every afternoon. That traffic backs up badly as it is. And with the bridge yes. open, the traffic backs up significantly. Uh, once they reroute things to, I'm hoping, primarily Lumber Avenue, because I don't want to see him use Junior Avenue. Thanks, but, Howard. Well, yeah, that's, that'll cause you problems. But, but I, I, it's gonna, I think it's going to be, at certain times of day, a gigantic traffic jam. That's my opinion. Hey, hey real quick, while, while we're talking Elm Grove and we're talking roads and bridges and stuff, I did. This is something people, you know, that you know, we're going to do a story on next week. But I think, you know, for people who drive it, will know exactly what I'm talking about. I had the unfortunate, uh, made the unfortunate decision the other day of driving out Big Wheeling Creek Road. Okay, I was I had to do something, and I drove out that way and went out to the Palace of Gold and came back into Bethlehem. That road, and and, and I try to drive it every few months because I enjoy the drive out through there. The, the road is an absolute disaster right now, Howard. I mean, it is so bad. I haven't been up there for um, a long time. You know, it, you've, there's so much gas uh, activity out there. There's so, you know, of course, you've got the coal mine out there. Uh, but the road is, is literally in areas falling apart uh, along the creek. And, 
it's outright dangerous right now in some spots. I mean, I can't imagine school buses running along that, uh, you know, with heavy truck traffic running at the same time. It's, it's, it's an accident waiting to happen out there. You know, there's a big signs uh, as you get on, turn on to East Cove Avenue, uh, big signs telling the uh, basically gas trucks, this is not a route for you to use. I think they wanted them mm-hmm. to go up Bethlehem Hill and go down that way. And yet, right. and yet that East Cove Avenue is polluted with gas trucks yeah. these days. I mean, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten of them in a time. Uh, yep. Clearly not paying attention to the 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 signage there, so that's going to be a problem. John, thirty seconds, you have to run. But uh, what did you think about Joe Manchin's decision not to run for president and therefore uh, not, not, not to do anything right now? Yeah, not surprised. I, you know, I think there were logistically he couldn't get on the ballot in all fifty states. Um, you know, uh, I think we'll see a lot and hear a lot more from from his uh, you know his political action committee, the, you know, the group he's formed, uh, you know, Americans United, I believe it's called something along that line. Americans Together. So, yeah. yeah, so I think we'll see more there, uh, but not surprised. Um, you know, it is hard to remember that Joe is 76. And so it, uh, you know, I'm sure he's, you know, I'm sure he's tired, but, you know, the, I guess, you know, it looks like Biden and Trump is what we got, buddy. And I think that uh, when I talked to him this week, and Hoppy did, his wife's accident really affected him significantly. And and he brought to my attention a phrase that I'd never heard before. Uh, He said, Howard, I'm 76. You're getting close to that. He said, have you heard of QTL, which I'd never heard of? He said, QTL, quality of time left. The fact that he even has that in his head tells you mm-hmm. part of what he's thinking about you know how much sure you know, and that combine that with his wife's accident i think that was a uh, i mean a big factor so all right john i know you well, have to we all know i mean real quick i mean you know, sure. we all know i mean again nothing's promised to us i mean you know anything can happen at any time but you're right when you're when you're 76 you know uh an illness can 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 spiral you on the wrong path no matter what i mean and so does he really want to? I mean, as you think about it, I mean, I, I wish he'd ran. I, I would have voted for him in a heartbeat. Uh, but I, I sit and I look and I think, you know, uh, why, you know, didn't have any any real path to to realistically having even a, a chance. So why waste your time on on a fool's errand in essence? Yeah, the best the best you would get is a as a as a as a footnote in the history book, and you know, is it worth? Taking, again, I think his, wife, his wife's accident was a huge contributing factor, and he pretty much said that yeah. here, that uh, he it, it just reminds you, wait a minute, you know, what, what am I doing here? Uh, I mean, how how hard do I want to run for something that isn't actually achievable anyway? So um, Exactly. I, and I think I, if I had to guess, and I, people have asked me to guess, I, I will guess that he's going to settle in he and his daughter into this america's together group um they'll he'll be sort of employed by that he will uh travel the country continue to search for the middle as he says making speeches and probably uh, we'll see him as a cnn commentator or something like that before too much longer too yeah something along that line john i need you to run i'm sorry i kept you longer thanks uh, howard take care of business i'll talk to you next week thanks Bye. newspaper editor john mccabe checking in this morning here on the watchdog morning show he had newspaper and things to do this morning so i had to get him out of here early it is 9 47 13 till the hour bob westfall's coming up in a minute or two and bob slider and i have some things to talk about as well is your business protected from cyber threats in today's world it's more important than ever to have a cybersecurity plan in place but with so many different solutions out there it can be hard to know where to start 
That's where Omni Strategic Technologies comes in. We're a technology support firm with a strong focus on cybersecurity. We have a team of local experts who can help you assess your risks, develop a plan, and implement the right tools to serve and protect your business. If you want to get serious about cybersecurity, choose Omni Strategic Technologies for the peace of mind knowing that your business is protected and prepared. The Highland Sports Complex is the Ohio Valley's most exciting place to play. A state-of-the-art facility offering fun for the whole family with a climbing wall, arcade, indoor turf, hardwood courts, classes and camps for kids and adults. Plus, you can take a break in the on-site cafe. Learn more online at hitthehighlands.com or better yet, stop in and visit the Highlands Sports Complex at the top of the hill off I-70. A serious injury from an accident can be just the start of your worries. What if you cannot return to work? How do you take care of your family if you're disabled? At Gellner Law Offices, we represent seriously injured people and understand their problem. We know how to get you fair compensation. We will work hard to make sure you get the money you deserve for your losses. Don't go it alone. If you're hurt in an accident, call us at 304-242-2900 or visit us at gellnerlaw.com. We'd like to help. I'm Deepak Kuda. I am from originally India. I am director of the Structural Heart Program as well as Cardiac Cath Lab at Wheeling Hospital. Our main clinic is obviously here at Wheeling Hospital WU Medicine. We also have satellite clinics, we call it, the Upper the Highlands. Then we have clinic at the Wheeling Clinic, which is in downtown Wheeling, and Martins Ferry. And then we also have clinic at St. as well. So we try to go where the patients are or to make it most convenient for them. Information, interviews, debates, and discussion, plus an occasional rant with Bob Slider behind the board. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. The theme from the Sting. Does it have a name? Does that song have a name? It seems. I feel like it's it called does. the Entertainer. The Entertainer. Okay, that's it. It's the theme from the Sting. I know that. Uh, it is ten to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. I, I, you all get tired of me talking about food, but I gotta say, Shane Stack, thank you for the 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 sausage and egg croissant this morning. It was tremendous, man. It may have been the I've had a couple of them this week, and they've all been good, but this was the best one. It came from Sheets. It was really good. And uh, Mr. Slider, thank you for the tall boy. <laughs> I have not had a Pepsi for a while, so I got this giant can of Pepsi. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm. And that's working. Did you open your can of Pepsi? It's gone, Howard. You drank, It's gone. <laughs> it's gone already. All right. So, uh, uh, but, but again, I want to thank Shane. I love everybody who brings us food. I, I just got to tell you, you bring food in here, and you, you're, you're aces in my book. But today, Shane, you you hit, hit it out of the ballpark. Just that, uh, you know, Sheets does a pretty good job. I mean, I like I like a lot of stuff from Sheets. I don't know how to do it. 
Well, Shane sent me a text. He wanted to remind us that there's more in the bag. There's bacon uh, tater tots in there, too. Oh, I had the tater tots. Yeah, those were gone. Oh, you were already right. into those? They were gone right away. You didn't mention them. Yeah, they're gone, Shane. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I should have mentioned those. They just, they just, they went before I even got to the sandwich. <laughs> but I just, that sandwich is so good. Uh, nine to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. We're checking in with Bob Westfall from the Big 7, WTRF TV. Good Friday morning, Bob. Brenda, uh, Howard's eating again. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I didn't realize I was on already. I do love it when the audience brings food. I, I just I can't I just can't uh, I can't deny that. And this was okay. particularly okay. particularly good today. Now I know what's going to happen though when I get home. My wife is going to say, "Hey, it's a Friday. Oh, yeah. Why don't we go to lunch?" And I'm going, "Well, sweetie, I've already had I've just had I've had a nice big breakfast already." So. But I'll no, watch you. No. But what you say? What you say is, you know, I'm really worried about my health. I think maybe we should just uh, eat something light. And yeah, then you know, I could have a small. Then salad. she'll know something's wrong yeah. if he says that, Bob. Yeah. I could have a That's small right. salad, honey. She'll either think something is wrong, as in, are you sick? Are you ill? Why are you having a salad? Right. Or, right. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, by the way, how are you this Friday morning? I'm fantastic. How are, how are you? I'm gentlemen? good. I'm good. I've had food. I've got my. Uh, I'm I'm generally staying away from Pepsi. Pepsi, but Bob brought me a tall boy of Pepsi this morning, so I'm I'm getting energized with my Pepsi, and uh, and I'm eight minutes away from calling it quits and heading home. So all that uh, oh, is there good. There you go. Oh, that's awesome. good. Uh, sounds great. Bob, was you uh, surprised that the Super Six is no more in uh, Wheeling? Uh, no, we've been hearing that for a while. Were you surprised that Charleston was the one that t- took it I away? I was surprised that Charleston was, yes. We were here in Morgantown, actually. Um, but um, obviously that was incorrect. Um, and I'm kind of surprised they're splitting it between um, with Huntington, too. I, oh, no. No, no that was Morgantown with Huntington, yeah. Plus, plus um, uh, they're adding a division this year, so there's not going to be three games. There's going to be four. Yeah, it, it, it's um, – I, I, I was – I had come to the – to accept the reality that after 30 years it was probably going to go out of Wheeling. Um, right. I think it still could have been a very successful event here, but I get it. 30 years, there's been a lot of push to move it, and this year there were some competitive bids put out there. I felt pretty confident that Morgantown would get the shot because, uh-huh. if nothing else, the idea, hey, we're going to let the athletes have a chance to play in Mountaineer Field. And to me, that would be something that would be a, a big incentive for the – high school athletes, I don't know what Charleston has to offer that we don't. I, I mean, I'm serious. I'm not being sour grapes here. Maybe I am sour grapes, but I mean, I, I mean, since I don't know what Charleston's going to offer them that we couldn't do. The, right. They say they're going to focus on the student athlete. Well, my God, nobody has focused more on the student athlete than the Super 6 committee up here over the past 30 years. So I don't right. get it. I don't yeah, get you're it. absolutely right. So uh, it's going to be curious to see what they do. Um, you know, uh, we wish them the best, uh, especially since um, uh Next year, uh, all four champions are going to come from the Northern Panhandle. So, you know, we want the, we want the best for uh, whatever they do for our kids when they go down to play. You know, it's probably all it was all put together by the gasoline companies, knowing that we'd have to travel because you're right. Uh, the Northern Panhandle will now have to travel all the way to Charleston and use up more gas. That's probably what it's all about. Right. What's work? What uh, else are you working on today? All right, a few things working on. Uh, we're going to get some reaction to the uh, Stone Arch Bridge. Uh, construction that's coming up uh, here in the next few weeks. Uh, a lot of people worried, upset about how traffic patterns are going to flow, uh, things like that when they start to shut that bridge down. Um, so we will have an update on that. Tonight. Let me just say, uh, it's going to be a mess. Um, yeah, but uh, uh, 
collapsed Bob, Bob bridge, Westfall, there is no but about it. It's going to be a mess. But a collapsed bridge would be just as much a mess. I don't. I, they have to do it, but it's going right. to be a mess. Oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, look, look. They, I mean, let's be honest. They put off on the Mark Street Bridge in Steubenville for you know years, and now yep. they've got the snap cables. Yep. And you know, so um, yeah, it's going to be a mess. You might want to uh, <laughs> to avoid that area for a while, but uh, you're going to have to we make plans. We live there, Bob. We yeah. can't do that. You're going to have to make plans. It's I was I've been we'll thinking move. about it the last few days. You really are going to have to. That's it. We're going to move. Howard. Plan your itinerary yeah. uh, if you're in Elm Grove. I mean, or going is there to there not Grove. a spare room? In, is there not a spare room in that building? <laughs> well, Bob has a couch in his office. I guess we could uh, we could do oh, that. There you go. We've got a whole third floor. We can start moving people in. There you go. Yeah, you can make some extra All money right. that way. All right, come on. That's what we're working on. It's restaurant week uh, back in Wheeling, so we're going to check that out today. Jake's going to be working on that today. Uh, going to be live from the Nailers tonight. They have made the playoffs. We're excited about that. Uh, we're hoping for another run for the championship uh, like they had a few years ago. We'll be there with them. So uh, Mr. Nolte will be covering that tonight. And then uh, save the music grants. A few grants that were passed out uh, by Governor Justice a few weeks ago. Uh, a couple of them were going to go to Tridelphia and Warwood School. Uh, $40,000 to each school for save the music grant. Um, so we're going to talk about what that's going to be. Uh, weather, uh, not too bad today. Uh, a little cloudy, a little bit of fog. And I'm hearing uh, uh, not too bad for a weekend, I mean, for February. So that's what we got, guys. It's going to be a, a cold day tomorrow, which, you know, we're in the 50, around 50 or so today, then down to yeah. mid-30s tomorrow, then back up into the high 40s and 50s after that. Just one cold day to deal with, and that'll be uh, tomorrow. <coughs> All right, Bob, I appreciate it as always, my friend. We'll talk to you again next Jumping week. On food? Um, yes, I am, as a matter of fact. <laughs> the uh, like <laughs> the sausage kind of got, got there in my throat. But you know what? Don't worry Take about Take a swig it. of Pepsi. Howard. I'll wash it down with, with the Pepsi. <laughs> Bob, have a great weekend, and we will talk to you on Monday. Thanks a lot. All right. You guys, too. We'll talk Monday. All right. Um, I don't want anybody downplaying the problems they're going to have with that uh, closing the bridge. Well, I mean, the it most – I'm not – it has to be done. I don't argue that. I get it. And we're just going to have to figure out ways to get around it. But it is going to be a mess. Yeah, especially for those that, that us that, that live there on this side of the creek. It'll, it'll be different. And we'll probably have almost daily reports how Howard and I are, are making out trying to get home. I'm Getting here in the morning, I don't worry too much about. No, that should be simple. But My God, is that are they working outside? Is that what that is? Do you hear the the building is shaking? I did hear that. It sounds like a jackhammer. The building is shaking. Is that the Pine Room Boys in oh. their office jackhammering? Are, are they? Are they? Are they? They're they're building a direct connection to this studio so they can come in in the morning. Their own studio. The Pine Room Boys get their own studio oh, now. Man, they're they're working outside. The building is shaking. The building is literally shaking. Well, good Holy. news is we're out of here, Howard. We got to get out of here. I forgot. Next week is Restaurant Week, which means we will talk more restaurants. <laughs> next week we did chili yesterday restaurants today and we'll be talking about restaurant week next week also mayor elliott except he's not going to be mayor elliott he's going to be democratic candidate for the senate elliott is going to join us on monday he is about to embark on a statewide extensive travel tour to introduce himself to people around the state as he runs for the senate seat currently being held by joe manchin so uh, glenn's going to be here with us and we'll do some more reminiscing about memories from moundsville randy chamberlain coming in with uh, more memories from around the mound. I am really looking forward to that. So we're going to talk about filling stations and service stations and the old time, that kind of stuff. That's what we'll talk about. So all that's coming up next week. In the meantime, you'll have yourself a great weekend. 
I'm going to finish my tall boy here. Clean up in her a little bit, Howard. I'm, gonna, I'm still going to blame it all on Donnie. It's a, did Donnie have a sausage sandwich in here? And uh, we got to say sayonara. See you. Bye-bye. Farewell. We got to go. We got to get out of here. Kerchival's got the com coming up next. Slider and I back Monday morning, 7 o'clock. Another go around of the big gig right here.